0: The Lord be with you and with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, Lord. Before the feast of the Passover, Jesus knew that his hour had come to pass from this world to the Father. He loved his own in the world, and he loved them to the end. The devil had already induced Judas, the son of Simon the Iscariot, to hand him over. So, during supper, fully aware that the Father had put everything into his power, And then he had come from God and was returning to God. He rose from the supper, took off his outer garments. He took a towel and tied it around his waist. And then poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and dry them with a towel around his waist. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Master, are you going to wash my feet? And Jesus answered and said to him, What I am doing you do not understand now, but you will understand later. Peter said to him, You'll never wash my feet. And Jesus answered him, Unless I wash you, you will have no inheritance with me. And Simon Peter said to him, Master, then not only my feet, but my hands and head as well. And Jesus said to him, Whoever has bathed has no need except to have his feet washed, for he is clean all over. So you are clean, but not all. For he knew who would betray him. For this reason he said, not all of you are clean. So when he had washed their feet, and put his garments back on, and reclined at table again, he said to them, do you realize what I have done for you? You call me teacher and master, and rightly so, for indeed I am. If I, therefore, the master and teacher have washed your feet, you ought to wash one another's feet. I have given you a model to follow, so that as I have done, you should do also. The Gospel of the Lord. To you, Lord
1: Jesus Christ. From the very beginning... Humanity has offered sacrifice, in particular the sacrifice of animals, the shedding of blood. Abel, Abraham, Melchizedek, Moses, Aaron, the Levites, sacrifice was essential. To their worship, even if they often misused it. The shedding of blood was important. As the letter to the Hebrews says, without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. And yet, none of those sacrifices could take away sins. But they offered them as a symbol of the offering of themselves although they could never really offer themselves either. Even the pagans did it. They offered up sacrifices to non-existent gods. It would seem that there's something in us that demands sacrifice. that We must, in some way, experience the shedding of blood if we are going to understand, first of all, who we are in relationship to God and what God wants to do With us as his creatures. And so these sacrifices went on, but they could never take away sin. Until finally, the priest came. It's the responsibility of priests to offer sacrifice. And the priest came, the priest whose shedding of blood would at last accomplish what the other sacrifices could not accomplish. The big difference, of course, this priest was not simply man. He was God. And the great difference was that unlike all the other priests, including the pagan priests, who offered up a sacrifice distinct from themselves, he would not. He would be the priest, the altar, the sacrifice, the victim, He alone could shed his blood for the redemption of the world. He alone could reconcile us to God. He alone could straighten God's account with sin. But that wasn't enough either. It never is for God. God's love is always going beyond what we can imagine. He wanted that reality, that sacrifice, that victim will love to remain with his people until the end of time. And so he he did the unthinkable. He took bread and wine and transformed it into his sacrifice and then gave us the reality of his body and blood so that his sacrifice, which is over and done with, finished, complete, cannot be repeated, as the letter of the Hebrews reminds us, but that one sacrifice would transcend time and go down from year to year, from all ages again to the end of time, every time we do what we've come here tonight to do. His sacrifice would become present to us. and He would, he would become present also in his victory. Once again, we might, it's, it's overwhelming to think that God would do it. First of all, that God would do such a thing as to sacrifice himself. And then to leave us himself in this way. But we know why he did it. Because love does such things, and divine love does such things as you and I cannot even begin to imagine. Divine love always goes beyond anything we can accept. Divine love always overwhelms us. That's a very good thing to be overwhelmed by the divine love of God. So we have this great gift. gift of the Lord himself, who does remain with us, and then commands us, imagine, commands the people who offered him up in crucifixion, commands us to come to him, to receive him. Again, divine love does strange things. It overwhelms us. Instead of pushing us away for all eternity, he commands us to come forward towards him to come to know him, to love the God who took human flesh for us. You know, on this night, I'm always reminded of that great prayer of St. Thomas Aquinas. He wrote it to be prayed before receiving communion, before Mass. But in that prayer, St. Thomas first acknowledges his own sinfulness, his own emptiness, his own nothingness and then calls upon God to wipe it away and transform him as we would transform us, all of us, into that beautiful creature he meant us to be who could then receive him and be transformed into him. There are other religions who imitate this but don't really do it. What St. Thomas said was, Almighty and ever-living God, I approach the sacrament of your only begotten Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. I come sick to the doctor of life, unclean to the fountain of mercy, blind to the radiance of eternal light, and poor and empty to the Lord of heaven and earth. Lord, in your great generosity, heal my sickness, wash away my defilement, enlighten my blindness, enrich my poverty, and clothe my nakedness. May I receive the bread of angels, the King of kings, and the Lord of lords with humble reverence, with the purity and faith the repentance and love, and the determined purpose that will help to bring me to salvation. May I receive the sacrament of the Lord's body and blood and its reality and power. Kind God, may I receive the body of your only beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, born from the womb of the Virgin Mary, and so be received into his mystical body and numbered among his members. Loving Father, as on my earthly pilgrimage, I now receive your beloved Son under the veil of a sacrament. May I one day see him face to face in glory. For he lives and reigns with you forever. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty Father, we come before you as the people redeemed by the sacrificial love of your Son and trusting in your love and mercy. For the Church throughout the world, her members will always be visible signs of that sacrificial love Visible signs of the service of God, especially the church persecuted, we pray to the Lord. Lord hear our prayer. For all nations of the world, especially our own, that they may come to know Jesus Christ through the visible sign of love from his members. We pray to the Lord. Lord hear our prayer. For those who are sick and suffering, they may realize that they are united to the Son in his own suffering and redemptive love. For those who are greatly tempted, for those who have lost faith and vision, we pray to the Lord. Lord hear our for a greater respect for human life, we pray to the Lord. Lord hear our for an increase in vocations to priesthood and the consecrated life, those young men and women who will respond to the call of God to love in a unique way, to love as the as we learn from the cross. For a greater reverence for the sacrificial love of marriage and the single life, we pray to the Lord. The Lord our for our bishop, priests, deacons, and seminarians, for the American hierarchy, that they in particular, having spent time in the presence of the risen Lord, may be visible signs of his cross. We pray to the Lord. The Lord. For the souls of all the faithful departed, especially our relatives, friends, and benefactors, for all who have died in the battlefield, all victims of violence, terrorism, and natural disaster, eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord. May they rest in peace. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed rest in peace. And for all of us here. But our lives will be visible signs of the great mysteries we celebrate during this triduum. That the world may know the love of God by seeing the sacrificial love in us, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our We now join our prayers to those of the sorrowful mother as we sing.